Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Craig Kimbrell will be added to the Chicago Cubs roster today. Kimbrell completed his minor league assignment with the Iowa Cubs, allowing one run and two hits and three and two-thirds innings pitched. To Omaha in the College World Series, game three for the title between Michigan and Vanderbilt. Center field, DeMarco, there to make the catch, anchored down, Vanderbilt on top of the college baseball world again. The call from ESPN as Vanderbilt wins it 8-2. To Major League Baseball, Battle of the Sox, White Sox and Red Sox, and Jose Abreu goes deep again. Jose drills it. Deep left field toward the monster, and the White Sox lead. White Sox win at 8-7 on the call from NBC Sports Chicago. To Minnesota, the Twins down 4-3 in the seventh inning. Nelson Cruz to the plate with the bases loaded. A drive to the gap in left center. Kiermaier's over. He won't get there. It'll clear the bases, and Nelson Cruz brings down the house. Dick Bremer with the call, Fox Sports North, and a 6-4. Twins win. Twins back at it today, 12-10 against the Rays. Cubs host the Braves, 120 with the first pitch. And Milwaukee looks to solve Seattle, 110 with the first pitch. CIML baseball scoreboard from last night. Ankeny Centennial scores a combined 42 runs in a doubleheader sweep against Ames, 17-6 and 25-1. Top-ranked Johnston sweeps Dowling, 3-2 and 6-1. Southeast Polk with the split against Mason City. Sixth-ranked Roosevelt with the sweep against Des Moines East. And Ankeny and Urbandale split a pair. Tonight, high school baseball on 1460 KXNO. It'll be Southeast Polk on the road at West Des Moines Valley, 7 o'clock with the first pitch. That comes your way right after Barnstormers Weekly. As the voice of the Barnstormers, Joe Stacy and head coach Dixie Wooten get ready for playoff football. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us. Hope you can stay with us. We are here for the next couple of hours talking sports with you on Des Moines Sports Station. After all, a busy show coming up on the program today. Going to chat, first of all, with Mark Morehouse. Bottom of the hour for Mark, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Anxious to find out what he learned and what some of the media members who were invited to a media-only event uh, at the University of Iowa as they got to look behind the curtain as to... Well, we'll find out from Mark. I'm kind of uh, in the dark as to what went on. I'm kind of in the dark that Iowa actually was the one behind this event. Mm-hmm. That's this to me, and good to see you, by the way. You too. Welcome back. Thank you. We missed you. I, I miss being here. Look, I'm too old for back-to-back-to-back nights in Las Vegas. <laughs> I love sitting in a sports book, uh-huh. you know, drinking beers, uh, watching games. I can't bet at the ones. I stay at the Palms okay. place, so I can't bet, at the, which is probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> I didn't give you any winners. Yeah, I looked at your picture. You were two and one one night. You gave me yeah. four. Did you? Did the other one flame out? I, I think I made just barely plus money because I had like a plus one thirty okay. money line something yeah, I think like that. Like you had the you bet against the Cardinals. I think that yep. was one of your ones. Anyways, yep. it's just like it's fun. Mm-hmm. 
I always love doing it. I you know, like people watching. I do. I like people watching. I like drinking beer, and I like watching the games, and there's just so many of them on. It's uh, it's a fun, fun, fun place to be. Um, but, it's, you know, again, 60s kind of getting, <laughs> kind of pushing the uh, envelope a little bit. I, I don't mean to sound like I got one foot in a grave, but uh, you weren't out at the clubs either. No, it wasn't. But you know what it got me, I think, Trent? It was the back-to-backers. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chicago come home, literally swap out a suitcase and get right back to the airport and get on a plane. Yeah. And that and that got me a little bit. I will say this for you, uh, Hawkeye fans that are going out. What do they call it? The Thanksgiving Classic, the basketball tournament at the Orleans. Oh yes, yeah. If you want to stay on the strip, of course, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, I found this place, Palms Place. It's called. It's not the Palms Hotel. It's the condominium tower. Gotcha. I mean, I have a full size fridge, washer dryer, two bathrooms. For the same prices you spend on the strip, you can cook your if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, two TVs, it's it's, a, and you're literally I don't know three blocks from the Orleans Arena. Maybe. You can walk. You can walk, and you can and Uber's eight, six, eight, seven bucks to the strip if you want to get down there. So if you're a Hawkeye fan, little um, maybe a little bit of a tip, um, but don't tell too many people because I want to be able to get <laughs> into this place when I want. I've stayed there the last number of times. Um, Creighton, Texas Tech also going to be it's at a pretty that good, event. It's a yeah. pretty good lineup because Creighton, I saw Doster yesterday, his top 25 came out, and he's got Creighton 20 toward the uh, the bottom of the top 25, but he's got him in there. Of course, Texas Tech's going to be good again. And mm-hmm. Joe Lenardi, his bracketology came out today. By the way, he's got three teams from the state of Iowa making the dance. Drake? Hey. Nope. Panthers. What? Got the Panthers winning the Valley. Tournament. Okay. Panthers Don't in. see that. He's I saw them. he's got both Iowa and Iowa State as six seeds. Six seeds, yes. I don't know. Seems I hope like he's a right. huge stretch. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if he gets the seed right. I just hope that he gets them in the event. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, uh, lots of ground to cover before we get to that. <laughs> but but as we sit here toward the end of June, I'm with you, Trent. It doesn't seem like either of these. If I had to, maybe Iowa State leans a little yeah. bit. Iowa, man, Will's, man, the bow-handed thing's a blow. I don't it, absolutely. There's no getting around that. Um, so Mark Morehouse is going to come up. And, and again, where I started to say, Trent, you know how the University of Iowa's been for so many years. Yes. They hired a public relations firm, locally-based public relations firm, to handle some of the, for sure, the football stuff. And that's mostly what it was. And it this- was Al Setka. Who's, yes. who, and I don't think he's, he's uh, still with that firm. Okay. He was the one that would... You know, if they, if Kirk Ferentz, if they, if he thought that Iowa needed their football message out, he would reach out, well, in this building's case, mm-hmm. to Murph and Andy. When I was up to dial, he would find us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as often as he'd come on here, obviously, but, um, that's how that was facilitated. But when I saw the news that the Iowa media went to essentially football school, mm-hmm. got a peek behind the curtain as to, you know, what Ferentz is thinking, what Parker is thinking, what Kirk Ferentz is thinking. I thought, that's really cool, but I want to know whose idea this was, Absolutely. because that person deserves a raise. This is so un-Iowa-like. Now, look, this is my 24th year of doing this now. Yeah. We just passed that threshold. This has changed for the better. There's no doubt. I mean, they, they are out in front of things. This kind of event is something that would be just unthinkable in past years. Not and too long ago, Trent. It, it was interesting. So I had an opportunity last night to host Hawk Central with Chad mm-hmm. from the Register, Chad Lystico, and I talked to him a little bit about it. He said there are a lot of the things that were off the record, things that they can't okay. put in articles, Makes sense. things like that. Yeah. 
we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into that with Mark. And he said there's also parts of it because it was. It was talking to Phil Parker and, mm-hmm. and breaking down schemes and what they do and the reasons behind it. Same thing with Brian Ferentz. And when they were going through those, it was over a lot of those guys' heads. I mean, they know football. They know right. sports. We all know sports right. at a certain level. But you're taking an advanced college class here all of yes. a sudden. This is how you're seeing how the sausage is made. And you probably you have prerequisites, and that's about it. All of a sudden, you're going mm-hmm. to a, a 400 level class, and you should be at about a 100 level class. I, I think it's a brilliant move, Trent. Now mm-hmm. this this will go. What does this do? What does this do? Oh, you're a bunch of dummies. You don't understand the game. How can you talk about it? Write about it? Opine on it? Okay, I get that. We're gonna get the, always gonna get that. But what it does is now when something a decision that is made that the fan base can't pulling their hair out, mm-hmm. they're apoplectic about something. Now the media, at least maybe, depending on the circumstances, obviously, have an idea why they decided to go in this particular direction. The philosophies, yes. what they do, zone blocking, something that comes up there, the way they run the football, the way their offense is built, the change defensively to the four-two-five, all these things that we talk about, we have a baseline for, but that deeper understanding, the reasoning, mm-hmm. the justification behind it. It's not just... Well said. It, you're just not sitting there, you're not playing PlayStation, and you're just calling right. plays on a screen. Right. There, there's actually more that goes into it than just that, and now you have that background. Uh-huh. You understand the reasoning for it. Who was behind this? This is, That's my that's my biggest takeaway from yeah. this whole thing. If that is an internal person, it made a great hire. Why haven't you given this person more responsibilities <laughs> until 2019? Or, I don't know, have you ever heard of this anywhere else? I haven't. I I haven't think of anything. No, no, and certainly not at a local level. No, no certainly not local. But I, I don't know. And it, it may, it maybe it does go on nationally. And, and you know, why would we know about it? But right. Whoever came up with it, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant move. So Mark Morehouse, ten thirty. Excited to have our yearly visit with Phil Steele. Trent yes. and I are both disciples of Phil Steele's College Football Magazine. It's on sale everywhere as of this week, right? I think Wednesday, what's today, Thursday? Earlier in the week, anyways, it hit the newsstands. We got an advanced copy a couple of weeks ago, so we've been having it in front of us uh, to help us um, you know, recall, quite honestly, uh, some of the teams. And So Phil Steele's going to join us. We'll do a lot on Iowa and Iowa State and the Big 12 and the Big 10, particularly the Big 10 West with Phil Steele. He joins us right at 11 o'clock. That's going to be a good piece, I hope. And then uh, I know David Kaplan's a good piece because we've already taped it. It's Thursday, normally Wednesday. Thank you for allowing Cappy to move. You know of how course. I am with Cappy. I yes. want to talk to Cap every week, and I wasn't going to be a part of yesterday's show. So we got Cappy this morning at about 8.35. As you mentioned, Kimball is back up there. Tony Barnett, I believe, is the corresponding move. He's been sent back, and he's up, he's looked okay in the couple of time, uh, uh, opportunities I've seen him. Now, nobody saw the Cubs last night. I guess maybe it was on if you, you know, the antenna thing. Sure. Yep. I just didn't want to go back downstairs to the office. Um, but they were blacked out. Allowed me to see your twins, mm-hmm. which is always, you know, that if there is a saving grace, it's, um, yeah, all right. Cubs are blacked out. I'm going to watch the twins because so they're moving the needle too. That's second for you. Yeah. I just think the Cubs, there's more, there's a bigger fan base. We maybe don't, I'm wrong. We don't like the Cardinals television broadcast no, either, either of us. I don't. I'll watch the Cardinals when it's the Brewers. The Royals are okay. Yeah, but, but they're, they're so bad. They stink. And Benetti's really good. Yes. I mean, this White Sox team, too. How about them beating up on Chris Sale yesterday? That was awesome. It, it really was. Jumped on him right away. Yes. And Sale afterwards, he still had 10 strikeouts in the game, but he was talking about, I just can't pitch at Fenway. Well, 
probably not a great thing to say, right? Yeah, no, you Darvish can't pitch at Wrigley. I'm yeah, sure that's yeah. why it did come up with uh, Cappy in our conversation. Cappy's going to join us about uh, 11.25 or thereabouts. So a lot of ground to cover, Trent. Um, you know, missed a, missed a couple of shows, wanted to talk about Contreras, but that's yeah. 48 hours old now. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Kevin Keatsman uh, in Kansas City, his boneheaded, what, yeah. what he said is just egregious and should be taken off the air. But you know he owns the station, right? Oh, I did not yeah, know Yeah, that. and that's the big oh. deal. Kevin Keatsman, is it 810? Yes. Yeah. He either owns it outright or he owns a significant chunk of the radio station. So uh-huh. if you, like most of us, I think that he crossed the line, and that would have been a fireable offense. Um, boy, oh boy, and that's if that if that's not a fireable offense. I mean, I know I get the f bomb things, and, mm-hmm. um, and and obviously, you know, the world is changing. But what he said about Andy Reid, my good God! But that's old news. But yes, he does own a chunk of the radio station, which probably is going to keep his spot. Yeah, you would think so. Right? Yeah. I mean, is you going to fire yourself? Nope. I'm going to suspend myself for a couple of days. It's the last week of June. Maybe yeah. come back after the week after the fourth. Um, you know, paid my served my suspension. It's all good. He owns the station for crying out loud. All right. So, uh, anyways, your twins last night. I thought Baldali in the seventh inning it worked out well, but I was surprised. And I don't know if you were watching at that point. The uh, Tampa had taken the lead. Boy, the balls were flying out the center field last night. They were. Whew. Yes. Really were. That was a good pitching matchup, too. It was. Oda My Rizzi. guy, Charlie Morton, your guy, Oda Rizzi, that was pretty good. And two guys that are in the conversation with Giolito to be the American League starter in the All-Star game. Yeah, that guy in Houston's not bad either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah give, it, give it to the old guy. Yeah, Verlander, right? He deserves uh, Who knows? But, yeah, the, that's a good point. That's a good point, both of them in that conversation. I don't know how Tampa does it. I mean, I, talk about, other than um, Kiermaier and Center. Who is a great defender? Yes, an okay stick. Right, right. Didn't he hit one? He hit one out last night, though. Mm-hmm. Did he early in the game? Uh, did he hit the first? Yeah, he was three nothing early, and then did he make it three two with a bomb? I think he did. Yes, yeah. Um, but boy, what a bunch of no name players on that team. Tommy Pham. Yeah, we've seen Tommy. Yeah. We've seen Tommy Pham. Mm-hmm. He's not never looked as good as no. he looks here. No. Low. Who's this dude? It's, that's not how you say his name either. Is it Lau? Lau. Is it, is it something was weird? I mean, it's L O W E. You would think it's low all day long. Right, right. right. But yeah, apparently. I mean, Austin Meadows was a big prospect, but yes. for the most part, that's the other thing. We're not talking about a group of, well, they have three of the top 10 prospects in baseball, mm-hmm. and here they come. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. No, I don't know how they're doing it. Off the scrap heap, and yeah. they're good. Yeah, no, they are good. Fun. Now, they'll play. They've got a, we've got a lot of day baseball today. We do. Cubs finish up their series with the Bravos. By the way, this Atlanta team, I tried to tell you, buy some stock in this team back in April. I sold it. I yeah. said, so many times we see young teams take that big Oof. step. And they did last year, and then yep. come back. And I then know where take you're the going. step backwards the following year, and then after that, and they're kind of all systems go. That has not been the case mm-hmm. at all. This team has played a bit of a slow start, but mm-hmm. watching them now, you know, over these the couple of games. And they ran away and hid with the East last year, don't forget. They did, yeah. They just top to bottom. The, the numbers, Ronald Acuna, yeah, who star. he is already 73rd on the all-time leadoff home run list. He's 21. Is he really? He's 21 years old. <laughs> He's already 73rd on the all-time leadoff home run. I mean, just things like that are ridiculous. This team, top to bottom, the veterans that they mm-hmm. brought in, guys – off the scrap heap again. Donaldson. Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Marcakis. Marcakis, another one. I mean, yeah. just absolutely re- 
Keichel now yesterday. He's, yes. Uh, he's now 1-1 one one after he beat Hugh Darvish, who has still, this is a crazy stat, he has not won a game at Wrigley Field. It's unthinkable. Isn't it unthinkable? Yeah. Hugh Darvish. How many starts? Not, oh, 15? God. Yeah, because he, yeah, he missed most of the last year, right? Yes. So, But still... I mean, this is a guy who paid a hundred and was it one hundred twenty six million, one hundred twenty eight million, and he hasn't won a game in front of the home crowd. Where his next start will be in July. Think about that. You can't. You you absolutely can't. It's just one of those odd circumstances that pop up. But I mean, until last night, he couldn't get a decision. He was mm-hmm. one in or two and three going into it, and it was just no decision after he no decision. He pitched better. I mean, his game at uh, Dodger Stadium. Remember the game against the mm-hmm. Dodgers. When he had that, uh, you know, he wanted to answer those questions to himself, and he looked really good after he flamed out in uh, in L.A. after the Rangers traded him a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, I just I, I can't get over this kid. I really and truly can't. Looking, Why he can't win. Looking at the splits, it's, all right, let's see. How many pitch, uh, how many starts has he had this year at home? See if I can find him here. Nine starts this year. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at last season, 2018. Because at this point, it's one of the, just those fluky baseball numbers. He only made three starts last year at home, but still, twelve starts. Mm-hmm. Got to win one of them for that kind of money. At least you would think. Law of averages, he's going to find a way to win one of them. Twenty-five million dollars a year can't yeah, win a game no, at home. It does not make sense. No. All right, so so I've been gone. You're going to have to keep me up to speed on this one. Thank God for Twitter. Uh, it's seemingly every I don't know, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. I was going to say every half hour, maybe it was every hour. <laughs> I know you're either going. the Hawks or the Clones were. Now we knew that it was a big recruiting weekend yep. in Iowa City. Baker's yep. been telling us that for for weeks. So, you know, mark this weekend on your calendar. It's going to be a really big weekend in in uh, Hawkeye football recruiting. We knew that uh, from our conversations with Halstead and with Monts that Iowa State's got some guys coming in as well. Trent. That was unprecedented, right? The number of commits that both of these programs got in the last three days. I've never seen anything like it. It was just boom, boom, boom. It was guys from different classes, too. It wasn't just the upcoming 2020 class. It was guys from all over the place. It was some big-name guys, some guys from outside of the area. Just crazy. And to me, probably the biggest one of them was Hunter Deckers, the kid from over in northwest Iowa at West Sioux. He had been on the camp circuit. He'd been picking up big time offers. Big Ten, Big Twelve programs were after him. I think Indiana, Purdue were a couple of the first ones to offer in the Big Ten. But Iowa has their quarterback for this class in mm-hmm. Deuce Hogan. Mm-hmm. Iowa State has their quarterback in Bauman. Right. So you figured, well, he's going to be shut out out in state, and this is going to be a kid that's going to be moving on and looking elsewhere to play collegiately. And then out of nowhere, Iowa State decides. We're going to bring in two quarterbacks yeah, in this class. That's great. And, of course, they talked to Bauman about it. That, mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. That's just the way recruiting goes with quarterbacks anymore. But it's a conversation that needs to be had. He had great things to say. I saw on Twitter he had something. Welcome, welcome yeah. you know, to the group and, and excited to have him. These are different kind of quarterbacks. The Decker's kid, I mean, he's thick. He is Nate Stanley thick, but not maybe as tall. He's more Tebow-like. Okay. I mean, that's, he's got just that wide body, that, that thickness to him. Like the guy who sat beside me on the plane coming over yesterday. <laughs> that big guy, huh? Took in half my chair. Joel Landing type. That's, okay, gotcha. that's what we're looking at here. That, that physicality element that is brought along with the guy that can chuck the ball around. So he's an interesting one. I didn't see that coming. Like I said, I, I thought he was going to be moving on, going out of state. Mm-hmm. Instead, Iowa State comes. So that's the one that. Have that you I'm seen him play? Out. I've seen highlights. Okay. 
it's against small school competition right. too, and that's the other. I mean, so you never saw him at the dome or anything like that. No, and yeah. I mean he's six two two fifteen as a high school quarterback playing one A football. Oh. You're gonna look yeah, different. You're, you're right. You're, you're gonna, gonna turn it, some heads. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there, there's no doubt about it. So because of that, and he put up huge numbers as, you, as you'd anticipate. But when he went on the camp circuit, and he got invited to the elite eleven and all these different things. He said, "Whoa, there's really something here." I think he does fit. Certainly, Iowa State better than Iowa when you're talking about the in-state schools and what they do, and it seems like there's more flexibility there, a lot more spread elements to what Iowa State does offensively. Fun one. Different, and I'm I'm happy we get to see him stay in state. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Iowa State, uh, did you get a chance to read the uh, by the Athletic? It's it's so worth the two fifty or three bucks, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, state of the state of the program, and we knew Doc to put the Iowa one out there. What's the guy that's? Uh, it's not Mitch Sherman. Um, why can't I think of his name? That's now covering the Big Twelve for the. We need to Trotter? run here. Is it Jake Trotter? Jake no, Trotter? it doesn't ring no. a bell. Uh, Max Olson. That's who it is. Max Olson. Yeah, yes. Max Olson. Really good read on Iowa State. If you're a Cyclone fan, pull the trigger. Yes. I mean, I get it that they don't have a an assigned writer per se yet. Mm-hmm. I think they're missing the boat there. By the way, I really do. I mean, you know how loyal that fan base is over there. And if they get a Scott Dockerman or you know, I don't know who it would be that would leave their spot and like a Birchie. I'm not right. pushing yep. them out the door at the register by any means. Um, but if they get an assigned uh, an assigned writer to cover Iowa State, they're going to get a bump in subscriptions. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Need a basketball guy for the state? John Bonacamp? Think that would make sense? I hope he gets a chance. Yeah. But, so is he still doing the blog? I, he is, yeah. yep, yep. Still out there. See him at the at the Bees games all the time. And, yeah, and but that doesn't put out. a roof over it. That doesn't pay no, the bills. No, not at all. I mean, this, this is, a, I'm sure, a placeholder until he finds the next stop and Hopefully it's a good one for him because yeah, he's a good guy. And he absolutely deserves it, no doubt. So what else did I miss? Let's see. What else? I'm trying to think. You know, baseball, the new all-star voting. Have you seen no, that I at all? I haven't been paying attention one bit. I'm not a big fan of the all-star game. Well, I like the game. I don't like how we get to that point. Right. And so because of that, they tried to change it up. So you had the preliminaries. And then you get certain amount of guys that make it in. And then it cuts the field down from the 15, 20 outfielders and you know the 10 first basemen. Oh, they eliminate? They go down, and then you come to the next round, and that actually started yesterday at 11 o'clock our time when that started. So they're engaging the MLB fan base. Is that what you're saying? And I think they're trying to stay away from what we saw the Cubs do a few years ago where just Cubs fans stuffed the ballot, and it was... Well, they're not the only fan base. The Royals did that a couple years ago, and that was maybe even more egregious with some of the names that were up there towards the top of the list. So I think that's what they're trying to combat here. All right. You want to vote your guy, he gets in past the preliminaries into the next round. But then when we get to that point, it's going to be a little bit more in-depth. That, that's the hope, at least, that they're trying to get here. And get the best guys out there. That That's, in the end, more than anything, what you want to see. The guys that are most deserving mm-hmm. play in the All-Star game, regardless of team or affiliation, what the numbers are putting up, how they're doing on the field. That's what you want to see. And we're, what, about two weeks away from the All-Star yeah, game? Somewhere yep. the, you, know where, you know where you and I will be three weeks from right now, don't you? Chicago? We'll be on Radio Row broadcasting live from Big Ten Media Days. Wow. Three weeks. It's three weeks. It's the 18th. It's flying by. It's flying by. Absolutely. Peyton Manning, or not Peyton Manning, the Manning Passing Academy starts today. Nate uh, Stanley is there. Boy, they got a list. They got some guys. I mean, yes. Trevor Lawrence is there. 
a great quarterback no question. group in college this oh, year. Oh, my from at uh, from Georgia. He's down there. Kid from South Carolina, Bentley. He's oh, a yeah. good player. Uh, he's down there. I mean, Nate Stanley's got some Herbert from Oregon's participating in this thing. Don't think he's going to be MVP like Alex Hornibrook was a year ago. You know, I I would love to go back and see the the, the list of campers from eighteen for Hornibrook to um, emerge right. out of that camp as the MVP. That that was kind of a shocker. Well, look, the when it's all said and done, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the quarterback off of that list of guys that participating in that. If the NFL is going to be your barometer, because everyone thinks he is the next. Great quarterback in the game of football, period. Seems that way. Sure does. What he did against Alabama, I mean, just throttling them. He's got everything that you want. He can move a little bit. He's got the big, strong arm. He had a group of receivers at Clemson a year ago. Now that's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Stephen Core is going to be different this yeah, year. Yeah, but Sweeney, the way he's recruiting, I mean, he's won five stars. Almost like Alabama, you lose a five star, he plays with another five star. Not too bad. No, it's not. Boy, it's uh, it's sneaking up on us. It really is. It seems like it's going to be a drag to get to it, but man. And then once it gets here, well, I mean, I, I'm sure you're aware that Lee Sterling called me out of the blue this morning. Oh, he did. Yes. yes I, I saw an email and I hadn't responded until you were getting back. We were going to talk a little bit. Yeah, we never he had just a reached out to you. He just reached out to me and said, uh, "You know, we good to go." And I don't know why not. Yes, would love to do it. I do. And Lee Sterling's a good guest, and he's prepared, and um, he's not like I'm not a scamdy capper kind of guy. And sure. it's a pretty short list of of guys that sell their picks for a living that I would have. But I think he's he's pretty legit, right? You know, he- I like Lee. He's above the board. Yeah, he's, I think he is. He's not selling a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. He has been doing this for a long time. Right. It's not just random Joe off the street that happened to go 60% last year. Now he's going to go out and sell his picks. Right. Chris Williams. No, no different. Chris should. Well, not this year. He's going to get crushed. <laughs> he is. He's good. I can't wait for it. It's going to be appointment radio every Friday to see he his picks. can't put those numbers back-to-back years. What he did last year is unheard of. We talked over-unders yesterday with the release of FanDuel's numbers. Now, what did Iowa come out at? Eight, is it not? Seven, Seven and, and a half. half. Uh, Iowa State's eight. Yes. Right. But uh, a lot of we them in the, the Big same Ten. Thing, by the way, at CG. Yeah, same, same yeah. numbers there. Yeah. We agreed on a lot of things. I got very nervous. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so Chris was part of yesterday. Yes, yeah. He he was part of the gambling portion after we finished talking with Coach Parker. Nice. <laughs> uh, where, where's where's Petey? Where's uh, he had all-star duties for Eli. Eli has made the all-star team on the under-9 awesome. Little League for That's Raccoon awesome. River Valley or whatever Little League group that he is a part Good of. Good for him. So uh, they had like a... I think it was a 5 o'clock game or 5.30 game, so we bounced out and I bounced in. Good. That's, yeah. that's, that's good stuff. All right, we are here until noon. Mark Morehouse is coming up next. I want to know who's this, who's behind this unprecedented move by the University of Iowa. I mean, they're making coaches available. This is more than just the media. It's, it's the media who then feeds the beast. Every school should do it, I think. Makes sense. And if there was one that was going to do it, I would have bet, I would have bet anything. There would have been that school to the north, not to the east. But the school to the east is making some positive PR inroads in my book. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I can't believe it. This is this is such a brilliant move on their part. The, the, the course aside, whose decision was this? Who was the one that sitting around a conference room? You know, I have an idea. Call Steve Rowe. He'd know, right? I think he probably would. Whoever Your buddy's with Steve. I am. I got his, cell, his text number. I, we worked with Steve Rowe yes. 30 years ago at this time. In fact, it was probably about 30 years ago at this time that Steve Rowe was getting his walking papers. Oh, no. Yeah, because um, 
I mean, would I don't want to you know go too far back sure. in history, but 1989 when like within a week of I leave my country, mm-hmm. leave my job, come here, and these people that hired me, they're all walking the plank one oh, no. after another. I'm like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Gonna put your stomach in knots when that's yeah, happening. And Steve Rowe was one of them that uh, he was the um, I don't know what media relations person for Prairie Meadows and realized you know what we don't need this. And Steve was out the door and off to the University of Iowa. And it worked out very well for yes. him as he tutored for with uh, Phil Hattie and uh, now it's his department. We will come back. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, Miller and Condon. Glad to be back. Before history is written. Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm glad you're with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Never got into that. I'll tell them to talk about that at some point. All right. Uh, Rolling Stones were unbelievable. Uh, we do have some news before we get to Mark Morehouse. Uh, the Iowa State UNI kick time has been announced. Night game again? No. Early. 11 o'clock in the morning. But, as many are saying, good news, bad news. Bad news is it's 11 o'clock in the morning. It's been picked up nationally. FS1. FS1 is going to televise Iowa State, Northern Iowa, 11 o'clock on the 31st of August. How about that? 219 on your direct TV is where you can find FS1. Just yeah, a reminder absolutely. for everybody. Yeah, we'll remember we'll find that one. We'll <laughs> yeah. find CBS, whatever that Sports thing is, Network. 221. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good stuff. Let's get Mark Morehouse in here again. Iowa State, Northern Iowa. The kickoff time has been announced. I wondered why they were dragging their feet on this. Didn't make. Now, here's the other thing. What is um, Cyclones.tv? Louisiana Monroe. You think that'll be the uh, game? I think that's the game. Uh. Probably so. Yep. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, joins the program. Hello, Mark. Trent and Ken, how are you? Good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, what is it? What? Basically, three more weeks of summer, right? Three weeks from today, we'll all be in Chicago, Mark. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> you want two? I do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I kind of, Trent and I, uh, when he called in, uh, you guys, that's a Big important time for radio people. I, for print people, it's not as you know. It's kind of the same old, same old a little right, bit every year. Right. I think for you guys, you know that the Big Ten does this radio row stuff right there, mm-hmm. and I know some fans get to kind of go see. It's pretty cool seeing all the basically all the Big Ten radio stations in the same in one room, and the coaches and the players going through a really important time for you guys to get those types of contacts and. Hey, maybe one of those people call you back during the season. Right? Yeah, I doubt it, but <laughs> at least we've got him cornered uh, in Chicago. Yeah, looking looking forward to being there. No, no doubt about that. Uh, well, Mark, I'm I'm anxious to to pick your brain on what happened yesterday. A couple of things. I a I thought it was, I mean, so un Iowa like. Whoever came up with this decision, I think that's as big a story as anything. This person deserves a raise because I've never heard of this being done before, and maybe it has, Mark. But for the Iowa football program to have Kirk and Brian and and Phil. 
Parker and take the media and give them an idea as you know why they're why they're going why they made this decision or why they're in this kind of formation. And I'm sure some of the stuff was off the record as Trent pointed out, but just to allow you guys maybe to look behind the curtain. What a brilliant move. This uh, long negotiate uh, after 2014, uh, Kirk Ferentz and family, I think, hired uh, Eileen Wickstead's uh, PR firm. I think it's Wickstead Community. Yeah, Al Secca was the point person here. Yes, Al, Al was the guy, and it was great meeting now. Al. Al works; uh, he's communications manager, I think, for the city of Des Moines now. Or, yes, no, yes, one of the one of them, right? But uh, yeah, Al, Al, and Eileen kind of gotten Kirk's ear on this and got the ball rolling, and uh, kind of made it happen, and and. I think it's, uh, you know, the first 20 years of Kirk was, uh, you know, the media was held over here. And I asked him the question yesterday, you know, all along, his main, I think, objective has been trying to keep it from being a cir- media circus a little mm-hmm. bit. And in that in that regard, I understand. But there, the relationships get raw after 20 years, of course. And, and then have it, you know, thing like yesterday, they, tell, they told us some of the why things are, are the way they are. Mostly it was pretty good XNL football with uh, Phil Parker, who I would drink a beer with any time. <laughs> right. And, and Brian Ferentz, who probably would drink several beers with any time, just because I couldn't keep up with the guy. He, 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 just listening to him talk yesterday, coaching his uh, strategy and X and O and uh, 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 tactics and all that stuff, it just oozes out of him. It's, fun, it's, it's a high level of understanding it. And it's fun. It was fun yesterday to hear what Brian just automatically edits out and blows through. Because I think I think some football coaches can sometimes get caught up in the minutia and how things should be. He was like, "No, we're skipping that part. We're going right to this." Mm. And so, I, I, it's an economy of thinking. I think with Iowa and uh, believe me, the, the the complexity of what they do is uh, and the variables. Uh, it was fascinating, and, and they kept saying football's an easy game, and then they would show us something that takes geometry. <laughs> so I was like, okay, football's a simple game, I think, if you didn't flunk ge- geometry. Mark, you you know football well. You've been covering it for a number of years. I know you played the game. You know football. I hear you and Doc geeking out on the podcast from time to time and start to get into the minutia of things. But this was an advanced course that you were able to take yesterday. What was the moment, if there was one, where you said, Boy, I had that one completely wrong. Uh, listening to Phil talk about how Iowa sets its coverages, I've kind of ignored coverages in how I cover things simply because I'm stuck to the TV picture. I see what you guys see. <laughs> Why is that linebacker trying to run down the field with it, that guy? It, where is that safety going? Where, where What is he rotating to? Is this uh, cover eight, cover three, all that kind of stuff? I've kind of shifted, but but but... It, that is about everything. That is tying your the back end of your defense to the front end of your defense and making sure everything is gaps on and being able to cover all the space you need to cover. And then the best odds of where the ball might go, playing those odds. I, it was it was fascinating. And then uh, recruiting. You're talking to Tyler Barnes about recruiting. And one of the things that he brought up, and I, th- I think it's fair to say that it's a bit of a bugaboo for the Iowa staff, you know, the, the programs that offer 900 kids. Mm-hmm. It's the effect. And think about trying to be an effective, have effective communications with that many scholarship offers out. I thought that was a great point. I, yeah. you know, every team, has, every, every program has to do it their own way. Every program has its own philosophy. And I think programs like Nebraska in its first, second year with its uh, head coach, you're going to spray, uh, spray and pray scholarships a little bit. 
it was interesting to hear Iowa. Iowa is more uh, focused on finding the right guys, blah, blah, blah. But uh, they they focus on building that relationship. And, and to me, I think that's why they don't put out as many scholarships. Hmm. And, and, Mark, I, I get the sense that there was th- that this never was, was even part of it, that, you know, if we do this, maybe we'll get better coverage of the program. Maybe so-and-so won't be as critical as or so as hard. This was more of a... Okay, we know you're, you're going to criticize, but this is why we maybe made that decision, right? This wasn't an attempt uh, to, to to you guys to become more friendly with the program. Nothing to do with that. No, no, no. Kirk was upfront about that, and uh, and he pretty much he has from day one. I mean, I, I, he, he know he knows he can't control what we write or think or what's on the internet, so I don't think he bothers with it too much. But, uh, yeah, but yesterday they said up front, this is not a ploy to make you guys like us more or, you know, they just kind of wanted to explain why some of the, why football, why Iowa football is the way it is. Uh, in that regard, I think it was mission accomplished. So, uh, Mark, you mentioned that you got to hear from Tyler Barnes, the recruiting coordinator, fresh off one of the most successful weeks that I can remember in recruiting for Iowa football in a very, very long time. They pick up, what, eight different commitments over the week not only in the 2020 class, but 2021 and 2022, a kid that had just completed his freshman uh, year of high school. Crazy. Your takeaway with this, it, you're not breaking down high school film a whole lot, those types of things, but what does it say to you, all these commitments and maybe just the change that's happened in recruiting for Iowa football? Well, it's, I think uh, that's significant. And uh, to me, how what recruiting was when I first started this 20 years ago, you know, the head coach and the assistant coaches kind of have their board, and uh, there's no the support staff is maybe extremely minimal, uh, maybe just even sort of the administrative assistants taking calls. <laughs> now you have a staff, and now you have a strategy, and now you have defined areas and directives and coach uh, uh, barn staff answering a, a series of questions. I'm going to say it was like 14 questions for every coach before they meet the kid or before they, before coach Ferentz has his sit down or, or has his, the moment where he pitches a scholarship. A lot goes into that. Now, there's a lot of support staff. I mean, there are people finding out who the guy's girlfriend is. Uh, it goes, it goes, you know, girlfriend and, school and, and you know, one one example that Tyler Barnes brought up how the NFL does things uh TJ Hawkinson uh, the Lions I th- the Lions are some NFL team got a hold of his elementary school teachers so oh, wow. that's how deeply football goes now uh, college they can't do that and and one thing that you guys got kind of who is the kid that Iowa just got for 2022 I know he's an Iowa kid and the name Graves is, Adam sorry. Graves Aaron Aaron or Adam Graves Adam Graves a hockey Graves. player <laughs> Aaron Graves, but he uh, 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 Barnes talked about that a little bit, in that uh, about they're sensitive to to offering kids that young. But he also kind of wrapped up that conversation. You know, if we if we offer a kid as a freshman, he probably's not going to come here because he's going to have if he's getting these offers as a freshman, he's probably going to have some pretty big options. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was interesting to hear where I was sitting and, and just. Uh, uh, and kind of breaking down the weekend, I did tell you know uh, that anytime you have a quarter, every time you have a recruit that you want to have, want to maybe have his name in the paper when he gets off the plane and see reps, I can help you with that. Tyler. So maybe, maybe uh, I don't know, but uh, I think 
I think, Trent, you're right in recruiting. I think it's over, and the speed of which the recruiting game is going now, I was in that uh, that process. And one thing I did ask Tyler Barnes about quite a bit yesterday was the, the summer edition period. I think Iowa's terrific at it. You know, they found some running backs that they need, need, needed, and they've taken a shot at a few wide receivers and, and been lucky. Uh, recruiting is 24-7, and, and I think the way they smart bump in the summer, Iowa does, I think they've had good luck. I mean, they still have uh, Zach Van Valkenburg coming, well, I think was kind of an off-season recruit, and you know just the complexity and the relationships and everything that goes into it. College football teams are really kind of a miracle. Mm. Blew my mind, blows my mind how all the factors that go into just all the stories that revolve around just getting to the game. Uh, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, is our guest. Speaking of relationships, Nate Stanley is is at the Manning Passing Academy, and, and just the guys that it's one thing to be able to you know. Pick Peyton Manning or Eli Manning's brain. That's great. But to be in the same meetings and to hang around with, you know, a Trevor Lawrence or a Burrow or a Fromm or a Herbert, really, uh, Bentley at South Carolina, the Costello at Stanford, the who's who of college quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, um, just the fact that he's able to, you know, talk to these guys about, you know, what he, what he's going through, what it's like at uh, his program. Just to be able to pick their brains. I'm sure he'll learn on the field, but maybe off the field as well. I think it's great that he's there, Mark. Well, I CJ Bethard went to this a few years ago and when he came back, I remember asking him, you know, what what was the upshot? And I remember Bethard coming back and talking about protections a lot and, and how quarterbacks call protections and it sounds like to me that, that these guys get together and talk about the things that get them stuck. Or the things that the problems that they're the common problems that they all like to try to solve and protections was a, it was protections for uh, Bethard. I imagine if I, it'll be interesting to see in that conversation if uh, RPOs come up. I, mm. I don't know if Stanley's not going to be able to say very much on that one. <laughs> Some other quarterbacks will. Yeah, two was there. Um, for an example, he's he's one of the guys. I mean, they're they're all there. It's it's a phenomenal list of quarterbacks. It really is. Ta- when you when you have a quarterback on that list and you get him there, that means the expectations for your season are probably pretty good. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. And a big chance here. You know, we've we talked a lot this summer about the schedule, the difficult nature of it. Five road games that are all going to be tough for Iowa this year, and a home slate that still includes the likes of Penn State, Purdue, who's had Iowa's number the last couple of seasons. Still. The talent top to bottom on this team. I just, there's a lot of parallels to me to the conversation we were having a decade ago about Iowa football. Like the talent on the team, like the roster, don't like the schedule. Is the schedule, are we in a way maybe overrating how difficult this schedule is? Yes. Uh, I think the road games try to keep me from mm-hmm. totally agreeing with that point. Uh, the I'll give you that. Sort of skew things. And then uh, the crossovers, you know, Michigan, Michigan, and Penn State. That's that's a that's a bad draw on the crossovers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, every year that's a bad draw. But the year you get Michigan, Maryland, no, Maryland, uh, Indiana. And, oh, I can't remember who else in 2015. I'm blanking. I'm sorry, but when you get, you know, when you get the uh, um, that, that Animal House, or, uh, right. the, the jug dish table at the frat <laughs> where nobody's going to yeah. get in, when you get that crossover group. Uh, then you have a chance to go twelve and zero. I the twelve and zero. I don't think is going to happen this year, and uh, I think the schedule is a factor. And I, 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 it sounds like Ken disagrees. 
The road game. I'll give you the road games, Mark. It's a fair point. And there's five of them. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, right. And that that's a big pull. I mean, when Iowa right now, when Iowa has Wisconsin and Northwestern on the road, that's a tough schedule. Mm -hmm. And Nebraska. Uh, In and Nebraska. We'll see on that one yet, but I think Nebraska's getting there, and at the end of the year, it will be a tough game, period, end of story. I don't care what the records are. Mm-hmm. But uh, Iowa, if I was serious about winning the Big Ten West, um, right now it's about Wisconsin and Northwestern and playing those two teams on the road. Yeah, Adrian Martinez. Behind the, behind the eight ball on that. Martinez is uh, with Nate Stanley this week uh, th- This week as well. Mark Moore, is, is Purdue, last thing, Mark, is Purdue maybe not getting enough love? I keep coming back to Purdue. Um, Brahms a witch. He's so good, and, and Sindelar's always hurt, so you can't count on him. Um, but I keep coming back to this Purdue team. There's something about him. Brahms a good coach, and yeah. he's not afraid to call the plays that he wants to play. Wants wants to work. Uh, I think the Iowa game's a terrific example. The only thing Purdue, the only thing Purdue really had going for him that game was the deep ball, and it won on the deep ball. It held on defense, literally. It held on on defense. And you know what? The referees didn't call it. It was a brilliant game plan, and it worked. Uh, Brom has eye with attention. I can guarantee you that. No doubt. Great stuff, Mark, as always. We will uh, talk to you next week if your schedule allows. Thank you, Mark Morehouse. You bet. You guys take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. We'll all be together in three weeks. Three weeks back to Chicago for you. Indeed. Looking forward to it. We will take a timeout. Come back. Phil Steele. Yes, that Phil Steele of the Phil Steele College Football Preview. He'll join us in about 10 minutes. David Kaplan from Chicago 1125. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. States or situations. Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. This was one of the highlights. This was fantastic. I can only imagine. Oh, boy. 75 years old. Mick Jagger just comes in and just starts bouncing around. It was amazing. It's amazing. I saw after he was coming back and getting ready for the tour. Yeah. Clips of him. Training. Training, yeah. Uh-huh. Dancing around, scooting, shaking his hips. Ronnie Wood, 72. Richard and Jagger, 75. And the drummer, Charlie Watt, is 78 years old. Not a lot of more opportunities to see these guys. Very true. How much longer is the tour? Do you know? I don't, Trent. Uh, it was supposed to start months ago, um, but due to that heart scare that he had, it was uh, the tour started on, on Friday night. By the way, Soldier Field, I'd never been there before. Oh, yeah, that's right. My wife thought the White Sox played there, by the way. She wasn't really happy that you put that out on Ooh, Twitter either. Well, I'll say. I didn't. She, I guess she, I've, I had no idea she's on Twitter. Now you do. Be careful. Yeah, I know she wasn't pleased at all. I heard about that. Anyways, uh, but how can you let that one go, right? <laughs> it was good. Well, he's here. I got a chuckle. Sox? Yeah, I mean, White Sox. <laughs> uh, but um, Soldier feels really nice. Yeah. it's. I was glad. I, it's I, weird. In it's what just, respect? Just... The structure, the way it looks mm-hmm. from the old historic look with the pillars. Well, that's on the museum, though, is it not? Well, and it, that used to be a part, part of it. Part of it, yes, right, right, right. And now you got, they call it the spaceship, because uh-huh. it kind of what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it kind of does look like that. I want to see the museum. Yeah, yeah. I really, I had no I've idea. I've never been there Nor to the museum, I. yeah. I think that uh, that might be on, well, I'm not going to drag you and we're there in three weeks, but yeah. at some point I think I'll probably uh, get over and boy, it's a great city, Chicago. Yeah. It's such a I don't get there city. nearly as much as I used to, and Mm-mm. I miss it. Yeah. Yep. Miss great, getting great. over there. Miss Wrigley. Even though I'm not a Cubs fan, I just There's I love something that. about Wrigley, right? Yeah. Something about, I've never been to Guaranteed Rate Field. Um, but, Haven't missed much there. No, I bet not. 
But Soldier Field was was really, really cool. Hey, at some point, we don't have time now, because we've got Phil Steele in literally top of the hour when we come back from the break. Hopefully he'll be with us. The the team on Iowa's schedule that I think is getting way more love than they maybe deserve. Do you know who that is? No. Penn State. I'm not sold on the nits. I'm with you. I don't I don't like that team. I, mean, I get that when you hear the brand, they've got the brand and oh look, Michigan's gonna be Michigan probably wins the Big Ten. Yeah. Penn State, mm, tap the brakes a little. We got a lot of time before now in September. We'll get into it. Bill Steele next, then Cappy Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO.